BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. John, 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 John. I thought you were going to say, do you like that? I thought it was going to be, no, it was good. I thought you were going to say, John, 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 because Darren. Oh, 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 yes. It's our fourth birthday today on the show. I can't wait to see what you bought me. But can we just talk about that for a second? Because like, okay, it's been four years. Which is crazy because time has like slowed, slowed but also gone by fast. Can we yeah. all just say how fucking like morose and macabre the happy birthday song is? <laughs> it is. Like, yeah. oh, like, it, like it's your day of birth and everyone's like, happy birthday. birthday so like I couldn't think of something you. less enthusiastic to sing to me on my birthday. I know. I, ho- I wonder if we're going to be able to get away with this though because we were singing. No, it's fair the- use. No, is it's it fair, fair use? use. Okay, good. Happy birthday is fair use. Happy birthday to us, Darren. Four years ago, we released episode one, The East Area Rapist Part One. This was 2017, just months before he was, uh, the Golden State Killer was arrested and found out. And Darren, I cannot let this moment go by, of course, without mentioning that on that episode, or actually it might have been part two, I predicted that the only person that could possibly do the things he was doing was either a current or former police officer. Darren, can you remind everybody if that if that came to light, how that came to light? Oh, brother. I it know. came to I mean, listen, he did end up he did end up being a retired police officer and That's John was right. the first I was uh, the, the first. first to really report on it. Uh, but it's kind of crazy how <laughs> Well, listen, I think it's been four years. We're obviously, we started at a new, just to give everyone kind of an idea, we started at a new presidential cycle and now we're back to a new oh, presidential right. cycle. And I, didn't and I just that. wanted to take time. And I always say this because I'm trying not to get political in any sort of way, but I think it just goes to show that however you have felt about these past four years, mm-hmm. outside of politics, hopefully, life is actually pretty good. And I, I have just enjoyed all of these episodes that you and I have been able to do. I've enjoyed interacting with the fans. And there's so much positivity around us if we get our heads out of politics to enjoy it. And I just want to say happy birthday and I love you. <laughs> I agree with you. Happy birthday. I love you too. Yes, of course, the poli- the political part of that is is a tough one for a lot of people. But 
you know, if you're listening to the show, I'm not show, saying ho- in politics. I'm saying outside no, of not. politics. There no, can be I plenty know. of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, you know, all I can think of is, listen, we have this show. It's our little bubble to connect with you guys and have some laughs and talk about some crazy, mysterious cases that we've some some we've heard, some we haven't. And, you know, it's just been so fun doing this for four. I can't even believe it. Four years. And I'm excited about what's next. Darren, we're working on a big announcement. We should probably talk about that, too. Oh, yeah. We we have a lot to actually discuss. And we sort of had teased this at the beginning, at the end of uh, Mm -hmm. 2020, that we were going to have this to discuss. But just just make sure you're following us on social media at Jay Thrasher, at Carpe Darren, at Matt underscore the underscore bartender. Obviously, we're going to keep you all abreast of the new and exciting things. Um, We're working on a big announcement, but I want to make sure we can officially share stuff before we can share. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. We want to give you guys a little tease. We've got a little something something uh, stewing over in our walk if you will like in our little you know pots and pans that's the best way i think we can put it but um oh yes yes yeah. absolutely that <laughs> yeah. was very that you, people don't understand that inside joke but they will they oh will. they will eventually. get that they will get yeah. that eventually let's get into what we do best yeah. should we get into the the case this week absolutely let's go why don't you start all us right off? and this is actually a not, a not a not current case but it happened within the last 10 years or so and sometimes i we love cover these older cases so or Me too. <laughs> I love these I love those. these <laughs> I love these does. Why does this it's only like, happen on this show? I swear to God, it's like the I best s- part about it is like you were an English major. Like I that's literally the best am part looking, about this whole thing. I'm looking at my diploma right now and I'm like, you have forsaken me. Just um, light it on fire at this point. Because what did that get candle, you? With my flannel yeah. candle that is a with your flavored candle. Flavor. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so I will I will save you here, and I will start Thank this you. episode uh, hopefully grammatically correct. So on the morning <laughs> of December 31st, 2011, a woman ran into a local police station in the small town of West Wendover, Nevada, a small casino town of less than 5,000 people. That's fucking tiny, okay? I think That's there's very, more than 5,000 people living in my apartment building. Yeah, so totally. her head was... Her head was bleeding profusely. She was disoriented. Mm. I'm, you know, her head was bleeding profusely. How could she not be? Police realized she'd been shot in the head and rushed her to the hospital, but she was still able to communicate what had happened to her. She told police her name was Ratana. I'm going to butcher this, and I and I really hope I don't. But Keo Manavong. I think that's right. Keo Manavong. I hope. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Ratana Kiamanavong, which is actually an awesome name, and she'd been walking to her car after a graveyard shift at a casino when a man and woman approached her in the employee parking lot. The woman put a handgun to Ratana's face and told her to get into the passenger seat of the vehicle. She demanded that Ratana keep her head down and stay quiet. Now, Ratana told police that the man appeared to be following them in a silver sedan. Fearing the worst, Ratana lunged for the woman's gun, which... Brave. Listen, I when uh, brave. I've thought about this in several situations. Mm-hmm. Like, what would I do here? What would I do there? It's a risk either way when you're lunging for this. But I will say, if you're going to lunge, sure. make sure you get it. Yeah, well, the totally. attack took the woman by surprise, and she stopped the car. A publisher said, quote, she fought for her life. She bit, she clawed, she scratched. There were no holds barred. Mm, that's very intense to kick off the top of the show. Um, Ratana, by the way, was a bodybuilder. So if you're going to be a bodybuilder, then I would probably lunge for a gun because you probably could take on other people. Um, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I was a bodybuilder, <laughs> then okay. Right. Could you imagine either of us being bodybuilders? My God. Um, 
I mean, maybe Definitely I'm just not. speaking for myself, but I mean, I could. Let me think about that. No, because I hate the way I feel when I like lift things. Um, well, so that's kind of the key ingredient to being a bodybuilder, <laughs> but that's just, that's just, you know, like, I hate lifting things. You're like, well, uh, you're not going to lift weights then. Yeah. No, I'm super lazy about that stuff. I used to work out pretty often when there wasn't a pandemic right before. In fact, Darren, right before this pandemic, I was in the best shape of my life. So I don't know what happened, but I'll try to lift things again when the time comes. But anyway, she was a bodybuilder. When they spilled out from the car onto the street, Ratana got the upper hand very quickly. Again, she was a bodybuilder. Jumped back in her car and started to drive away. That I mean, that's unbelievable. According to the Salt Lake City Tribune, Ratana had successfully fought off her attacker, but was shot in the back of the head. I mean... Talk about a shitty situation, being able to fight somebody off, but still getting injured like that. The silver sedan chased wow. Ratana and even rammed the back of her car, but she managed to outrun them and drove straight to the police department. That is so smart. Is this woman an Avenger? <laughs> I know, right? Is she WandaVision? What's like la- like on another shot, you taught me about yeah, Vision, WandaVision. which I yeah, guess yeah. is a fucking Avenger. This woman she should is. be an actual Avenger. She sounds like she could be. Well, Ratana described her attackers as a white man and white woman. She said the woman had tattoos and described the man as skinny and scrawny. Then she fell unconscious and had to be airlifted to a hospital in Salt Lake City. A sergeant said, quote, I think that once she realized that she was in some sort of a safe environment, she was able to release herself and allow her body to just kind of slow down and fall into their care, end quote. Well, well think, think about think about the, the adrenaline, adrenaline of something totally. like that. You know what I mean? And you can do a yeah. lot when you're pumped with adrenaline and fight or flight is kicking in, you know? Absolutely. I think it's just part of our human human nature, human DNA. Well, the police in the small town were shocked by what they assumed was a carjacking gone wrong, but they had no idea that the two assailants had been on a drug-fueled crime spree that had spanned across two states. So that's wow. a lot of that's a lot of drama, if you know what I'm saying. All right, so I'm going to stop you there, right? Let's take what you said, yeah. and then okay. I'm, I'm just going to sh- shift for a second, right? Because okay. I wanted to talk. This is just changing the tone. We're gonna we're gonna change the tone. Okay. Now. Angela Hill was raised in a conservative Mormon household in Fairview, Utah, a rural town with a population hovering just over a thousand residents. Now, mm-hmm. Angela's parents described her as a nice, loving person who loved animals. You know, I'm about that life. I was going to say this is a Darren. Description. Keep going. Amen. I don't know about being nice, and I don't know about being a loving That's person, true. but You're loving nice animals, loving. No. I'm in. Yeah, right. No. Yeah, got it. Well, by the time she was a teenager, Angela had grown into a striking beauty. Again, not me. A legal analyst <laughs> told a legal analyst told Oxygen's killer couples she was gorgeous. She had blonde hair, blue eyes. She started getting a lot of attention for her looks. End quote. Mm. And the former good girl had begun to explore a wild streak. An attorney said that Angela had started drinking and. And then experimenting with drugs, too. We've seen this often. To the horror yeah. of her parents, she was a full-on heroin addict by the time she was 17. Oh, my gosh. That's Which tough. has to be rough to watch. It has to... There's there's a lot of complications in that. Sure, um, yeah. A legal analyst said, quote, her parents really wanted to get her help. It was awful for them to watch her struggle with this addiction, end quote. And a crime reporter said, quote, it really took control of her life. It had really taken a toll on her family, so she was ready to get clean, end quote. Now, the family thought it was a miracle when Angela met a straight-laced, handsome veteran of the Afghanistan war. He wanted to be serious with Angela, but only if she was clean and sober. So this seems like a pretty positive influence on Angela's life. Totally, Um, yeah. 
I, I, just from what we know, at age 22, Angela went to rehab, kicked her addiction, began dating the Marine, and before long, the two were engaged. An attorney told Killer Couples this was the happiest she had ever been. She was sober, she was in love, and it was wonderful. I mean, I start thinking, too, a little bit about what kind of pressure that is at such a young age. I mean, here comes this, like, handsome man and you're, you know, around 20, you're in your early 20s, 22 years old. And the ultimatum is like, get clean, kick your habit. I mean, it's not just a habit either, by the way. Addiction is a disease. And it's not something, obviously, it's not something that can just sort of click overnight. I mean, how many, we see it all over the place in small towns, especially these opioid addictions and how they just are wreaking havoc through like middle-class America right now. So, you know, I just feel for her in that way, kind of as at this point in our story, because, you know, how, how could, how can someone have the mental capacity to know how to do that? That's just my thought about it, you know? Yeah. And I also, I also think this is a good point and this is kind of on the tail end of what we talked about in another shot. And even last week, like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that if the cops caught Angela when she was addicted to heroin and threw her in jail for 30 years, that Angela would be a better off person, you know, just at what we know at this point, I'm just saying this as a blanket statement, obviously we're going to get into some, some terrible things that happened here, but, but I don't think that the, the, that the solution is to throw her in jail for being a heroin addict. Well, you know, precisely my point. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So as Angela began to plan her wedding and think about her future, she began to worry that she wasn't cut out to be a suburban housewife and she started to get cold feet As the stress of planning the wedding mounted, Angela and her husband-to-be began to fight a lot. Wanting Mm. to blow off steam, Angela decided to meet up with some old friends at a local party where she fell off the wagon after two years of sobriety. Again, not an easy thing to do to kick a disease like that. Um, That's why I hate saying kick a habit. This isn't like, you know... You eat right, this mu- isn't like I eat potato eat- chips. This, is, this <laughs> right. is a disease. Like addiction disease. is disease, you know, and, and it can and, happen you know, with anything. Totally. And by the way, food, you know, food is certainly an addiction. If that's if that's your cup of tea as well, if that, you know, there's all different and not, ways. And, and, and not necessarily healthier either. It's not like you're right. addicted to food and, you know, yeah. but then you're not being thrown in jail for eating too much fast food, are you? Well, you there know, you like go. That's, that's, yeah, perfect example. I get frustrated and passionate with these things, John. I love it. That's why we love you on the show. Um, A crime reporter told Killer Couples, quote, this party really triggered something in Angela that brought her back to her troublemaking days. And that was something that she really just couldn't shake. End quote. At the party, which was in December of 2011, she bumped into an acquaintance. An attorney said, quote, this guy was obviously interested in her. He wasn't being shy about it. He introduces himself as Logan McFarland. They had actually gone to middle school together over a decade ago, end quote. Logan McFarland sounds familiar to me. I'm just going to put that out there. But anyway, Logan, who also came from a straight-laced Mormon family, was not the same awkward church-going boy she had remembered. Now, he was a rugged 24-year-old man who gave off a bad boy vibe. Listen, don't we all love a bad boy, Darren? I know you don't, but I love Yeah, I was going to say, well, like, uh, maybe not all of us. Not all like, of us. Yeah, not the- all of us. All you straight ladies and gay guys listening, we love a bad boy vibe. Maybe we don't. I don't know. That's just my projection. Do you like a bad boy? I mean, listen, I like a bad boy vibe. I know well enough now at my age to sort of steer clear of them in terms of 
relationships potentially so you never um, hear men talking about how they like a bad girl vibe you never hear that mm, that that might be true by the way shout out to bad girls club one of my favorite shows on oxygen ah yes of course of course well a legal analyst said quote the attraction was immediate the sexual tension was there and neither of them could ignore it end quote now remember she's still married to the marine so this is not this is a weird scenario well, Logan McFarland was born into a devout Mormon family from Fairview, Utah. Quote, he was the perfect Mormon boy, said an attorney. Quote, he was active in church. He obeyed his parents. He did well in school. End quote. Sounds like my type of guy. We all That's know I love, a, oh, guy. Lo- love an LDS. Um, well, when his parents divorced, he became disillusioned and began to question his religion. Thank you, sir. As a teenager, Logan began to hang out with a rough crowd and got into drugs and alcohol. An attorney told killer couples that Logan had gone from, quote, being this perfect Mormon schoolboy to a notorious local troublemaker, end quote. When Angela and Logan reconnected at that party, she realized she would have more in common with him than she ever would with her fiancé. She was a bit of a troublemaker, too. So maybe they can kind of commiserate on this. Yeah, in a sense. A reporter said, quote, she loved her fiancé, but what she really loved was the thrill, the rush that she felt of kind of being wild again and just letting loose. And that's something that Logan offered her. And the attraction between Logan and Angela was immediate. After just a few hours at the party, they borrowed a friend's car and took a drive to have some loon time. Mm-hmm. And needless to say, Angela essentially <laughs> forgot all about her fiancé, as one does uh. when you're borrowing a friend's car and you're taking a drive to have an alone time with a acquaintance. So I should make a correction. I said they were married, but it was her fiance. My bad. Yes. That's fine. An attorney said, quote, they're getting high and getting drunk. And the higher they get, the harder it is to keep their hands off one one another. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. We've all been there. Kind of can foreshadow where this is going almost. But yes, exactly. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past. And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. It was three days from when Logan and Angela left that party in Utah that Ratana Kiyomanavong would get shot in the attempted carjacking in West Wendover, Nevada. So, yeah, this was days before, basically. 
Police in West Wendover, Nevada issued a be on the lookout alert describing the silver sedan's front end damage and the armed and dangerous young white couple that may be driving it. You know, Darren, I love me a be on the lookout alert. I take it very seriously. I don't know if it's the true crime podcaster in me, but anytime I get one of those alerts on my phone, I immediately am like on the prowl for whatever it could be. Well, good. Cause you know what yeah. you doing that solves a lot of crimes, you that's know, true. Like- I know that's true. Sometimes people find it. I'm like, if all I have to do is be on the lookout and it can change someone's life, then why wouldn't I, you know? Exactly. Um, it's kind of like a game for me. Anyway, less than an hour later, the West went over police, got a call from police in a town 60 miles away saying that a woman's car had been stolen from a hotel. She had started her car to warm it up while she went back inside her room to retrieve her belongings. Can I just say one thing? This is completely off topic. My car, you know, I talked to, I got a new car this summer, has a feature, and most Teslas have this. I don't have a Tesla, I have an electric BMW i3 there's an app and I can climatize the inside of my car oh my god my dad won't my dad has been saying the word climate to me no you don't understand like (laughs) he is so excited to drive me back to the city like he'll he'll be like oh let me by the way yes you it's I think it's Tesla Tesla am I saying it wrong Tesla Tesla I don't know. It doesn't really You know matter. what I'm it's saying, all, It's though. It's all yes. crazy. But he's like, oh, wait, Darren, like, let me put the climate on. I'm like, Dad, we're not leaving for five hours. And he's like, I know, but the climate will be perfect. And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> I'm just, stop. It's such a life changer because, especially in the Northeast, you know, where we're cold for eight months of the year, being able to get in your warm, toasty car and not have to warm it up, it's just such an, an amazing Well, that's thrill. true. I yeah. definitely love the car. I'm not going to oh, lie, yeah. but it's like yeah, I've never yeah. seen him so excited about climate before <laughs> in my life. I feel like your dad and I really need to spend some quality time together. We are, we have a lot of the same interests, it sounds like. Uh, he's not an um, Apple guy, but he could talk to you all day about tech and computers. Tes- like, yeah, he yeah, builds yeah. He, and cars and shit. You guys definitely yeah. need to meet. Okay. Well, I'll be up there as soon as I get a vaccine. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can invite me over for dinner. I've just invited myself. Anyway, Please. back to this. Uh, she had started her car to warm it up, as I had just mentioned. She'd only left the car for five minutes, but it was gone. The vehicle didn't match with the silver sedan, but another vehicle that had been abandoned nearby did match. A sergeant in West Wendover said, quote, as an officer, you're thinking somehow this has got to all be related, end quote. Yeah, I there's would a- think. There's a lot of weird shit going down at the same time. I would absolutely think that. Well, police yeah. suspected the pol- the wanted couple had ditched their silver sedan after the botched uh, carjacking, drove 60 miles, and stolen the car from the hotel. By the way, what are the odds that, like, a car warming up would just happen to be sitting there for them? You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of an interesting in and of itself, like. Oh, here's a car with its keys in the ignition. Let's take it. Right. And she went in for five minutes. You know, right, that's what's exactly. even crazier. Yeah. That's how it goes, though, it sounds like. But anyway, not long after, Nevada Highway Patrol saw the updated vehicle in the alert and a high-speed chase ensued. The suspect did a 180 on the highway and police laid out some spike strips, but the car veered off a rarely used off-ramp and vanished into the desert. What? I mean, I mean, like, but, like, wouldn't... Like, there was an off ramp before they <laughs> laid out spike strips. Like, so why would you, you, you like? There's a three lane highway, and you put the spike strips on two of the three lanes. <laughs> the lanes. Like, I mean, what is this Mad Max Fury Road? Uh, right, What's like, going on? right, like, what is happening? But okay. Yeah. 
Well, police got a search warrant for the abandoned silver sedan and found a Del Taco receipt from Utah. The food had been paid for with a credit card. I love Del Taco. I just had it. Uh, and Del Taco's great, but like at the same time, like why are you paying Del Taco with a credit card? It's a $4 purchase. <laughs> Maybe they wanted points back or something. Oh, maybe um, they did. You're right. Okay. So the these way, are also credit card mavens. Absolutely. By the way, Doc, okay. uh, talk, Del Taco, sponsor wow. us. Because Taco Bell isn't, apparently. And we would love some tacos over here. Um, I, I, I would. I thought we were about to get into a conversation about DACA. And I was like, I, I, I we're getting into what? dreamers over here? Okay. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Anyway, they did trace that card to Leroy Fullwood of Mount Pleasant, Utah. And police went to pay him a visit, suspecting he could be one of one half of the Bonnie and Clyde duo that we were sort of experiencing here. When they peered inside his home, they saw something that looked shocking and broke down the front door. Darren, tell us what it was. Well, I mean, for me, you know, I'd immediately notice the mess. But in this way, yeah, two right. bodies were lying on the floor. So Ugh. obviously they're going to break down that front door. They were Leroy Fullwood, a 70-year-old retired barber, and his 69-year-old wife, Dorothy, a retired school teacher. Fucking horrible. They'd been dead about two days, shot with a twenty-two caliber weapon. The house had been ransacked and robbed. Obviously, the credit cards were taken. Police right. realize, of course, all these incidents are connected. Had uh, to I be, yeah. I would think. I, I think by Occam's the, Razor sort of says that they are. Yeah, and by the way, a 70-year-old retired barber and a 69-year-old retired school teacher, could they be any more middle class and yeah right right exactly so So now the couple wanted for the other charges were now wanted for a double homicide now authorities received a call from 20 year old resident of fairview utah named damian flores who said he thought he knew who killed the fullwoods damian said he'd been at a party and that logan and angela had borrowed a friend's car when they came back to the party logan came back to the party with a duffel bag full of jewelry and guns i usually bring a duffel bag full of jewelry and guns to my parties I right, hand them very out. casual. Yeah, it's like Mardi Gras beads. You're just throwing it. You know, you want to catch yeah. them all, kind of thing. Right? I just show exactly. you my boobs, and you throw me jewelry and guns. That's how it goes. Exactly. And and how many times you show me your boobs, John? A lot. You have a lot of. Boobs. I have a lot of jewelry and guns over here. Thank you. That you do. Well, the yes. next morning, the car that Logan and Angela had borrowed was gone. Um, for legal Dean, reasons, I do not have a lot of jewelry and guns. I want to make that very clear in case the FBI is listening. Thank you. Okay, I have yes. jewelry. I'm gonna I'm gonna admit it. Okay, I have jewelry. Fair enough. I don't right. I don't you know, I'm I I don't wanna piss anyone off. No, I have that's jewelry. fine. Just wanna now, make it the, clear. So like I said, the next morning the car that Logan and Angela had had borrowed was gone and Damien had actually located the abandoned car and discovered what was clearly stolen jewelry. An attorney said the stolen car was a potential gold mine of evidence, but Damien told police he had some bad news for them. He'd actually burned anything that had been in the car that had looked incriminating. That's my first thought too, right? Like you look at a crime (laughs) scene, you're just going to incinerate anything that looks, you know, bad. (laughs) Damien had panicked because he'd been in trouble with the law and he didn't want to be incriminated for something he didn't do, which by the way... As you take that statement, which is obviously terrible, and obviously immediately call the police, call a lawyer. But, like, if you're worried about this, call a lawyer immediately. But I will say that that fear of being in trouble with the law 
and you didn't want yeah. to be incriminated for something he didn't do is a real fear because as we've seen on this podcast, there are some shady that. fucking cops that just want a solution to a problem and just want to just want to convict someone as opposed to solving the actual murder. So yes. I'm not thinking that Damien is crazy here for thinking this. That's I all agree. I'll say. I agree. I mean, it's not the best look in the world, but I I could understand in a panic doing something like that for sure. Because God knows you're obviously not thinking super rationally. But anyway, investigators had Damien take them to where he had burned what was inside the car. A legal analyst said, quote, some of the jewelry was still intact. There was an engraved lighter, a necklace, and a pair of gold earrings, end quote. Police brought the jewelry to members of the Fullwood family, and they confirmed the items belonged to Dorothy and Leroy. Between the jewelry, the receipt, and Rattana's description of her attackers, police had enough evidence to confirm that Logan McFarland and Angela Hill were the perpetrators. Police were worried that Logan and Angela might be desperate enough to kill again. That's the main, that would be my main concern if I were the police. Like, they're just out there, you know, who God only knows what's next. They were armed and dangerous, and in what is described as the Nevada outbreak, a remote area of vast wilderness and some ranches. Law enforcement saturated local media with photos of Angela and Logan, and on January 3rd, 2012, two ranchers were flying a small plane to do a routine livestock check when they saw a young man and woman. I mean, imagine you're flying a plane through, you know, what seems to be a desert, more or less, and you just stumble upon, you know, what's clearly a man and a woman. That would freak me out. Well, yeah, I'd be like, why the hell are these people here? All right. (laughs) Right, yeah. A rancher told Killer Couples, quote, according to the news report, they had killed two people in Utah and they'd shot a gal in the head in Wendover and now here they are out on the Pequops, end quote. I think that's... That must be a ranch thing. I don't know what that means. Um, The ranchers radioed the Nevada Highway Patrol and circled the couple until the police came. A stream of police vehicles soon arrived and the officers got out of their vehicles and stood behind their doors with their guns drawn. Oh, my God. I know. Logan and Angela were cuffed and taken in without resistance. So that's a good thing. The two had been having a hard time surviving in the Nevada wilderness for two days. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. An officer said, quote, when I cuffed Miss Hill, she said, thank God, thank God. And she wanted water. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, it gets you in the head of like somebody who's on the run, but trying to survive at the same time. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think some people agree that maybe prison is better than starving in in the desert, you know? Well, Angela and Logan had driven their stolen car as far as they could up into the mountains before it got stuck. And police recovered handguns and bushes along the trail where they had walked. The guns Mm. matched with the weapons used to kill the Fullwoods and and shoot Ratana in the head. Okay, Mm. this is pretty conclusive here. Now, Logan and Angela had been walking along a path that led directly to a ranch where a family lived, and investigators were relieved they'd capture them before they reached that ranch. Yeah. This just kind of freaked me out, like, that description, because, like, imagine you, like, I don't know, I'm in the mountains where I'm living, and I'm always just like, could somebody be, like, in the woods? And this basically confirms that, yeah, sometimes that's the case. Freaks me out. Oh, my God, it terrifies me. This is why I like living in a city. Like, I don't want to live in a remote place. I'm sad. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad. Yeah, totally. Well, the double homicide happened in Utah, so Nevada prosecutors... tried them first. Now, when charges were brought up, one was missing for Logan, attempted murder. The DA was actually pinning that one on Angela. 
A reporter said Angela looked stunned and confused that she was the one who was being charged with attempted murder in Nevada. Prosecutors had made their decision based on Ratana's statement. A judge in court said, quote, Ms. Hill, you were arrested on allegations of possession of a stolen vehicle, conspiracy, first-degree kidnapping, robbery with a deadly weapon, and attempted murder. Ms. Hill, do you understand that? Logan (laughs) faced charges... I mean, like, I mean, I don't understand. Like, I understand that, but I would just be sh- like, I'd be shitting my pants at this point. I, can, I mean, like, those are like the worst charges that in a, in a row that you could have. But okay, just insane. <laughs> now, Logan faced yeah. charges of kidnapping, conspiracy to commit kidnapping, and grand larceny. Angela was furious at being singled out for attempted murder. She agreed to plead guilty and testify against Logan, but wanted the attempted murder charge dropped, saying she wasn't the one who had shot Ratana. Mm. So when Angela took to the stand, she claimed everything was Logan's fault and she had actually been his victim as well. And I think you know, you, you can... love you love to see this, right? You love to yeah, see right. this. Like he gets all the way there. You're willing to fucking go to the ends of the earth with this dude. Be in the desert, throw away weapons, you know, do drugs, do whatever the fuck you're going to do. And then once you get to the stand, you're like, nope, it, it, it's all him. Well, I mean, you know, I agree completely. But that police report where she said, thank God, thank God. I mean, that does say something there, right? Like this in some ways was maybe against what she wanted to do. Like maybe she really was sort of being held hostage in a sense, potentially. Um, Or at least was like part of this, you know, scenario one way or another. Well, she said Logan had come up with a carjacking plan, but that his initial idea was more brutal. He had wanted to handcuff the victim and throw them out of the moving car on the highway. Oh, my God. Logan's defense team countered with the claim that the kidnapping, robbing and murder scheme was Angela's idea. So now it's a he said, she said, who knows? You got to love this. Yeah, Yeah, you got to love this. Well, Angela Hill was sentenced in 2013 to 30 years for charges related to kidnapping and robbery, according to the Elko Daily Free Press. Logan McFarlane was sentenced in 2013 to up to 56 years for charges related to kidnapping, robbery, burglary, and grand theft, according to the Pyramid. Now, in 2017, Logan, who was 29, pleaded guilty to two counts of aggravated murder for killing the Fullwoods and was sentenced to two consecutive terms of life without parole at the Utah State Prison, according to the Salt Lake City Tribune. So ultimately, it turns out he's the one. 29 years old, though. 29. I know. Isn't that crazy? Also in 2017, Angela was sentenced to one to 15 years in prison for burglary and zero to five years for attempted aggravated robbery in connection to the Fullwood home break-in. That's according to the Pyramid as well. Prosecutors did not claim that Angela was in the home when the Fullwoods were shot to death, but said she drove Logan to the neighborhood and then picked him up after he'd killed the elderly couple. So, you know, this this kind of plays into like what exactly was her participation. I think if she's in on it, still running from from the police, I think, you know, that's a little bit of a, an admission of guilt in a sense. Um, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. A crime reporter said, quote, Angela and Logan brought out the worst in each other and they quickly spiraled out of control after just one night of partying. I mean, think about that. That's interesting in and of itself. Um, Quote, I think that goes to show how deep Angela's demons were, that everything that she had worked so hard to get back on track fell apart so quickly and so badly. End quote. And I don't know. I just keep going back to that addiction disease. It's like, look at 
everything that happened as a result of that. And she seemed to have kicked it in a sense, but then it all fell apart again. And it's just the sad reality of not just Angela's life, but so many other people in our country and all over the world, you know? Well, and I think it also goes to show, and I talk about this with my dad, actually, a lot, and I've had a few family members sort of um, certainly be be touched by addiction in a lot of ways. Some have died from it, and... I think it just goes to show, like, people, I think, look at addiction as this, like, ugly, gross thing. You know, how how could you possibly get your life? It is so easy to, like, one little thing could turn your life, you know, one party that you shouldn't have gone to, one drink out that you shouldn't have had, and it can really change your life. Now, I'm not saying that should paralyze you. I think that should make people more empathetic to people's backgrounds and to how people get in these situations to begin with, you know? And... And listen, some people just want to do that and, that, and that's their right and that's their body. But I think people need to be, um, in general, certainly the criminal justice system, but just the public about addiction as, like, it's it's not, and, and something like this, you know, like, again, one little wrong move, one zig where you should have zagged and your whole life can change. So and it's I, all a mess. I know. It's so yeah. true. And you talked a lot about that on Thursday's Another Shot, in a sense, too, because it's it's mental illness that is just unfortunately not right. getting treated. By the way, not sympathizing with Angela here, but just sort of putting it out into the perspective that it before, context. yeah, and before, you know, she zigged when she should have zagged, which is a great uh, metaphor, Darren, maybe this wouldn't have happened, all of this stuff. So... Anyway, as we said at the top of the show, follow us, Jay Thrasher, Carpe Darren, Matt the Bartender. Let us know what you thought about the case and stay tuned for some exciting surprises in the works. Darren, let's do listener shout outs and I'll kick us off with this one. I think you should kick us off for this exact reason. Yes. Yes. Aaron on Twitter tweeted me and said, quote, I also love, love flannel from Bath and Body Works. It is a scent and not a flavor. LOL. Yeah, all caps. LOL. Love you, but I can't stand when people use the word flavor for something not edible. And she makes a very valid point. My brain was not able to get to the word scent. So thank you, Aaron, on Twitter for setting me straight. Sometimes we need that to happen. And Aaron, I I mean, listen, Aaron, it's possible that this candle is also edible. Let me check. Let me take a bite. Yeah, maybe John, desperate times. He's in the Mm. desert. He needs some water. All he has is his flannel candle. Maybe he's subsisting on that for three days. We don't. We don't know, Aaron. We don't know. Um, We don't know. But ultimately, Aaron is correct. Yes. Uh, Brenda on Twitter (laughs) says. Listening to today's Martinis and Murder podcast, I am a first grade teacher and a mom. My firsties are taught safety lessons, including first aid. And in my state, you have to take a financial literacy class to graduate Ugh. at Carpe Darren at J. Thrasher. There's hope. Well, wow. can you please let me know, Brenda, uh, what state? I would love to know. I know. I, I will love applaud to know. that state. I know. I would love to know, too, because in a previous episode, for those who might not have known, um, we talked about just not having... Uh, you know, general life lessons like CPR and t- right. financial advice and all that type of stuff that, you know, seems part of life that we just never get taught. So sounds like wherever Brenda is, is where we need to go raise some children, Darren. I don't know about uh, you. Together, but. I think. Together. Maybe with Brenda. <laughs> Maybe with Brenda. I don't know. It's, it's um, a wild world. We're eating candles. We're raising kids. We don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going on. What's going on out there in this <laughs> crazy world? Exactly. Darren, exactly. happy fourth birthday. It's been a pleasure doing the show for four years. Let's do it forever. 
Yes, in dog years, that makes us what, like twenty-eight or something? Seven thousand, I think. Okay, cool, like cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yes, happy like birthday! Fuck thanks you, to Matt. The listeners, we Fuck love you, Megan, Matt. and thanks to the listeners who are discovering us, who have been with us from day one, and everyone <laughs> in between. We absolutely yes. love you guys. And again, be on the lookout for some exciting announcements coming very, very soon. That's right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.